Hey, uh, it's Reka from Death Valley High. Reka, it's Mike Z. Pleasure to meet you, man. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, yeah, you bet. Uh, won't keep you too long, but want to talk about the uh, mixtape duel and, of course, the upcoming SoCal shows and the tour with Silver Snakes and get your opinion on a couple things and have some fun as, as music fans. I, I guess we should start off with this uh, really cool mixtape and duel and, and where did the idea behind it come together? It actually came together um, in Berlin, of all places. We were kind of stuck between two tours and one of the tours, we were supposed to go into Russia and um, they told us there it's a highly likability, you, you will not be let in and we had heard from like some friends that um in Marilyn Manson who couldn't go in like the guitars had to like turn right back around and go back home and we were we were just kind of like what do we do we hung out in Berlin and we we had discussions with back then kind of like an acting manager it was like I think in between albums I think this is what you guys should do is maybe do a covers record you know just to keep momentum going and he was like do you have any friends we can get friends on it so we we decided on calling it dual uh, you know recruiting friends to come help sing on things and you know it'd be us versus them type of thing uh-huh. it just kind of one thing led, led to another and the whole we you know we have, we, we have like this duality in death valley high of studios versus uh party or, or you know that kind of thing a loose cannon kind of kind of uh, attitude so it, it just made sense to just make the whole thing like you know us versus you know someone or some group or something you know like that but um so that's where it all came came from and you know the remixes thing was was you know that that's just inherently you know um a band versus another artist or an artist versus an artist you know type of thing so it, it just it made the most sense and just call it dual and then one one thing led to another so it was us versus them and that became part of the titles of everything you know us versus um, chris Connolly, that type of thing and honestly it took forever to finally put together because um, some of the artists were, were readily available and some weren't. So it almost defeated the purpose of like, you know, trying to do, just try to slip out a mixtape, you know, in between albums, you know, full album, and which is completely dead now. Like our full albums seem to be completely dead. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. You know, like, yeah. And um, so, yeah, here we are. We're doing a mixtape and we were like, oh, man, we got to get this thing out. Actually, like the production of songs changed and like parts changed and everything because where we were back then was just like, let's rush this thing out. All of the songs are pretty, I would say, a little more um, in line, you know, more um, faithful to the originals. So I'm glad we had enough time to be like, okay, well, what would we do if we actually did have time? Then we were able to do it. We're, we're really happy with the way it came out. Yeah, I love that you put your own yeah, stamp on on each tune. You know, it, it it you made it your own rather than just playing the the tune. But curious, who was the one kind of holding you up as far as the collaboration that was was holding things back for you? Who who was the problem child, so to speak? The problem child? Can I, can, can you guess? <laughs> uh, the Mr. Chino Marino. That would be the one. Yep. You would be correct. <laughs> ding ding ding. You you win the prize. Um, as much as he was really on board, and actually he was the one who who kind of spearheaded it. We we're like, hey, do you want to do this? We talked about it. In fact, while we were on tour with Crosses, is like doing a cover together. So it would be us and him. He was all about it, but then he got sick in the middle of the tour. We never got a chance to just rehearse it, so it never happened. So I was like, why don't we just you know record it and put it out? So I put it. I gave him a demo. Him and Sean Lopez. In fact, you know they were both on board. But it was even really hard for Sean to like just nail him down. Just be like, okay, let's get in the studio and just sing the song. 
it wasn't until, like I stated uh, just a second ago, that, you know, when I, we started changing things, you know, things were just sounding too faithful. I was like, what would a real, like, Death by High versus, a, you know, Christian Death song sound like? And that's why I sent it to him. And then it, it, then things went really, really fast. Like, uh, probably a month or something had passed, which is nothing compared to, like, what we waited <laughs> on. <laughs> so the, the, better, the better version of the tune actually got him going again. Your remix of the, of the original yeah. remix. Yeah, I really think this is a last-ditch effort. I'm just going to... Basically, all the other songs are being held up. Nothing personal out there, Chino, but... Um, <laughs> There was one of those, <laughs> it was just the fact that, you know, I think he just needed something a little more to get him going, to get to get that energy going again. And luckily, it was the right recipe, it was the right vibe, you know, that he was like, jumped on board, so. Yeah, it worked. The results speak for himself, and he did you a solid in the video too, right? So he, he... Yeah, well, he, actually, we were not allowed to use uh, any images. Uh, of him like because basically it was a bro it was like a total it was supposed to just be like friends and family type of thing right but at one point the, the record label had it like they got involved and was like how about we just you know go through the management maybe we can like you know prod it along that way so we did and then that of course means contracts mm. and then yeah so we weren't able to use his image so we just kind of faked it <laughs> <laughs> curious I mean I, I looked on paper like okay it's two NorCal guys I'm sure they've known each other for uh, you guys you've known Chino forever how long do you have you known him do you remember the first time you met him yeah um we my first band Tinfed I used to be super super good friends with the stuff actually we're still really good friends we just time and place type, sure. type of thing I, I probably met Chino god I, I, I don't even know I just I, I remember you know Stefan was was doing Deftones and we were all kind of really involved with each other's band so there was Far, Deftones, Wilhaven almost incestuous like you know uh, there was a point where Stefan was like I want you to play second guitar in the band and I was like no 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 I've got my own thing back then and it was just like a race you know Sacramento was kind of like this race to put our bands like on the map yeah and um, probably met Chino I have no idea but it was, it was early on it was like literally before anything exploded for Deftones in Sacramento let alone you know the world at large we actually did like a tour with them Tinfed did we've always talked about collaborating in fact me and Stefan we, we've been we've been talking about collaborating on something new for the last you know two years after after Bad Crime, when uh, Bad Crime happened there's those uh, terrorists came in and shot right. the, play, the Eagles death model right yeah Stefan and uh, I think Juan and uh, Frank were there and uh, I don't know if that was, that's what prompted him. It was literally a week after he, he called me up and was like, I want to do It's long overdue. Let's do this. So there you have it. Um, we're sitting here right now, and I still have not gotten a piece of music. Because <laughs> 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 so, he keeps saying that. He's like, hey, come come by, and we're going to be in the studio. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to be in L.A. at that point. Perfect called him up and was like, oh, you know what, things changed, happened and we couldn't get the drummer in and it was going to be the drummer for ISIS um, which I think is same guy for, uh, I can't think of the, the name of the band, but but anyways, yeah it was going to be heavy and um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened with that so. We'll, we'll think positively, it could still happen at some point. You know, it's gonna it's gonna, <laughs> it's just it's just a matter of when, and 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 literally, I know I know they've been really really busy, you know, making this this new album. So I mean, there was a point where we actually saw a little backlash against us and Sheena getting together. You know, stating like, "Why are you wasting your time? You should be working on the new Death Tones." Like, oh my god, he is. You know, he he is working on the. So, 
Um, it only took him a second to sing the song, and so like. But anyway, so I could see another backlight. They're like, "Why aren't you working on your <laughs> on your full length record? You know, why are you working this? It's, which is weird to me. I, I feel like if you really like a a band and they they have all these little side projects, isn't that more exciting? You get you get more more bang for your buck or something, you know? More content in the end. You I know, mean, you can like it or not not like it. It's it's not going to deter you know whether or not. You know, yeah, let the artist create. Give them as much ink as and paintbrush as they need, and let them let them create as much as possible. I love it, man. I love love the cover that you did of uh, "Jump in the Fire," the Metallica tune. And we're one of those stations that still does mandatory Metallica every single night at ten o'clock. And was just curious, Brad, going back for you. Do you remember the first time you heard Metallica? Yeah, um, God, I guess it was in like sixth grade or something. And I remember hearing "Fight Fire with Fire." That was the first song. I ever heard and I thought well god these guys are like brutally ugly <laughs> this music is so just devastating and but I was like there's something catchy about all of it I mean obviously I couldn't put it together back then but now you know it's like they have these tremendous hooky riffs and even the, the lyrics and, and stuff are just so hooky that you know I mean, punk rock was just a way, I guess, of life back then, like skateboarding, punk rock, mocks, right. and like, and like, you know, uh, big back patches and stuff. So, you know, Metallica, Ride the Lightning was like pretty much everywhere. And then you realize, well, man, like, kill them all. This is like just as good, if not better, than Ride the Lightning. Um, I'm dating myself right now, so for sure. But no, I love it. The fire, you know, there's this, this recipes where you try to figure out, like, well, what's your band all about kind of thing. And, you know, we're kind of, I would have to say, kind of all over. Place. But like one of the things that when I thought of was jump in the fire, this kind of this this kind of dancey beat that's going along to this, this riff. I remember they they actually said it was something like that was their response to Run to the Hills. Oh, really? You know, by Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I kind of I kind of see that a little bit. You know, like it's kind of you know there's a hi hat thing going on. But I thought that was pretty interesting because that, that they actually that was their their response to it. And you you know they're they're like huge. British metal fans. I mean, God, they've done so many covers like Budgie and, and uh, Diamond Head and all that stuff. Motorhead. Um, and Motorhead, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it, it didn't, didn't dawn on me until later. But it, like, and you know, informing your band and you're always like thinking like, what's the concept and what's, what's that? You know, like Jump in the Fire was always one of those ones of like, that they kind of nailed it right there, and that they don't. That, I'm sure that they weren't even going for it. Obviously, they weren't. They were going for an Iron Maiden kind of type of feel. But I just thought, man, it's it's such the right recipe. That that's one of those things that just jumped off. And in, when it when it came down to it, the record label was like, man, I can totally hear you guys doing Jump in the Fire. And I was like, you know what? It's just a really weird thing. But I did I did like a kind of like a remix. There was a point where I was doing a lot of DJing, and I did I took the what do you call it? Like just just ripped off the vocals. Just to, you know, just just to play it in clubs, I mean, just to see what the reaction would be. I did like a remix huh. of "Jump in the Fire," you know, just kind of completely bootleg style or whatever. And I was like, I've already done this thing, so <laughs> let's just let's just run with that and and uh, and then make it kind of more of a the band type of thing. So yeah, pretty funny. Pretty just, I mean, everything just kind of fell together that way. I love the uh, little like stop edit at the end of the the riff and the jump in the fire. That little like. 
pause that you put. I'm not a musician, so I don't know how to say it properly, but that little like pause yeah, at the end of it. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, a little, little Yeah. Yeah, that was dangerous. I, I feel like, you know, either you like it or you just are like, dude, you really screwed up this song. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I mean, I, I mean it was just the, what, what we felt at the time. It just had to be. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Just to have some fun, because we're going to play, obviously, your version of Jump Into the Fire, but pick a uh, Metallica tune for us to play on the radio. Your favorite. God, you know, I really do, I mean, I've always loved Ride the Lightning. That riff is just, you know, it's always stuck with me, and I love the drums in that song. Uh, I'd pick Ride the Lightning. I love it, man. We'll rock that tune. And, you know, it's funny. I, I think we're about the same age, or at least in striking distance, but just listen, listen into the album, listen into Duel. And the first couple notes of Cruel Summer, I imagine you're like me, that whether it's your version or the original, you picture Daniel LaRusso walking through high school on his first day of class at uh, Northridge High or wherever he was going, like Karate Kid movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then Cruel Summer, too. <laughs> is like even in there um but yeah uh i would i guess the all of those john hughes movies and and then yeah dan or the karate kid and all that kind of a ketchup place in fact we called it <clears throat> dual was like with a colon was supposed to be the 80s mixtape we we found we like we chose songs from the 80s completely by mistake you know um <laughs> And then we realized they were all from the 80s. So I was like, why don't we call it the 80s mixtape? But I, I know it's a little too long. So <laughs> Duel, Duel it was. <laughs> then there was that great 80s movie <laughs> called Duel. The like sci-fi movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think it was a horror movie, yeah, um, with Dennis Weaver. Yeah, and then that little and, thing that went up their nose or whatever. It was out in like the desert. Well, it, yeah, it was like basically a, 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 a diesel truck just chasing this guy. Yeah. Uh, through, I, I guess in the, like, I, it was, I can barely remember, but I remember visually, like, like thinking, like, I, I would freak out if that were the case, and, like, I'm the guy driving, and this big semi is just <laughs> after me, and you can kind of see, because I think right, when, right before it explodes, you kind of see the devil's face. This might be, like, a little kid, you know, like, going, like, did you see the devil's face in the, in the windshield? Right. But, um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure till this day, you know, I haven't gone to investigate, but I, I think the devil's face was in the windshield. So, huh. you know, um, dual, yeah, for sure. Like one of those, 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 those very first, you know, horror movies that you see, you know, yep. that gets replayed on TV or something, you know. Uh, yeah, really good. Well, dude, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, some of these tunes live. How, how many tunes from the mixtape are you going to be fitting into the live set on this uh, Silver Snakes tour? We're doing two, and I don't think we're doing two a night. It'll probably be, you know, one two, one of two every other night type of thing, so we don't, you know, do too many. But we, we do Cavity, and we do Cruel Summer. Ah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe here comes the rain. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Not ready to work we'll and jump see, in we'll the fire yet? We, you know what? We, we started playing that early early on and we had two guitar players at the time so it was really easy so now i have to jump on guitar to do it if we do it live and it's just one of those extra things where it's like well do we bring the guitar and you know, bring the extra rig out you know every time so yeah it, it was like we did it actually we did it with dennis from spirit in the room uh we did a show in oakland a few months ago and i i asked him i was like hey man do you do you remember what you did <laughs> 
and uh, so we did it. We did it one night, and I, I took over the guitar for the leads and, and whatever. So nice. <laughs> it was it was fun times. Yeah. Oh, you can you can ask my girlfriend because I was like, oh my god, because I played the lead on the on on the CD or on the on the track. And then I was like, I'm I'm ready to let anybody else do it. You know, um, <laughs> it's not really my forte or whatever. But, but yeah, you guys, my girlfriend, I, I drove, drove her nuts. Like, all right, I gotta I gotta do this for the show. So sorry. Gotta <laughs> I practice. Just be walking around, walking around the house, just like noodling. So yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, dude, I'm looking forward to this this tour. Uh, we got you in SoCal on uh, January 11th in LA at the Five Star Bar, and then the very next day in Orange County at the Slide Bar on Sunday, January the 12th. And you guys in Silver Snake makes perfect sense to me. Great tour package. We played with them a long time ago, and um, they they've just kind of been moving more and more into this industrial kind of sound which is kind of where we play around. That's kind of like the, play, the playground that we you know, are in, uh, this electro-punk thing. We asked them, they were on tour at Comic Christ, like, dude, we should link up. And um, we've been keeping in touch. So, uh, yeah, finally. So hopefully we'll do something else down the, down the road where it's a little bit longer, because this is only like 10 days. 2020, you, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all open. <laughs> is, it a, uh, is this one with, with Silver Snakes, is this run co-headlining? I, you know what? It's funny, but um, we we put them as headliner on the on the flyer on the on the flyers and or on the graphic, and um, we've been noticing in places they've switched it. So, so we, we we see that the post uh, out of the venues they've switched it so that that we're headlining huh. and above. So I it to, you know to make a sorry to make it so long, but yeah, it's kind of a co-headliner. Cool. That means you get a headlining. Even if you're not the last band to go on, you'll still get an hour plus set. Yeah, we'll definitely get our, our full length, full set for sure. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward awesome, to it. Man. And then uh, I imagine that they'll they'll probably Silver Snakes are from LA, right? So they'll probably want to close that one. You'll probably close the slide bar. Yeah, I think. Yeah, something I mean, like that. We'll, we'll, we'll do, I think we're gonna play it by ear. You know, we did a tour with Orgy and Power Man. Uh huh. And that that was a power struggle every night because you know um, the guys were just like, no, we're gonna headline this this night, and, that, and you know we're supposed to go, you know, uh, one for one. So this night is Orgy Power Man. Next night Power Man Orgy. Right. And then and certain certain towns like, nope, you're not. This is my this is my town. <laughs> so yeah, it was funny to watch that that little uh, you know duel to continue with the, the theme. <laughs> Love it. As we look towards the uh, the new year, and just kind of curious, are you one of those uh, New Year's resolution guys? Do you, do you set those, or is it just hogwash and just do whatever you want, do it when you want? Um, man, I I used to, but I mean, you know, for the past few years, I've not set any resolution. I think the very last resolution I ever did, um, I broke within a month. <laughs> so um, I, you know, I think it's just you know, do your best every day kind of thing. And, and like, you know, if, if there was some resolution that you were thinking of, just, you know, try to implement it as a lifestyle, not as like a, like a change or a, you know, a complete U-turn of where you were going to go, you know, where you were headed or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was something simple, like, um, just like refusing to drink out of a, a bottle of water, you know, and I thought it was so easy and I thought it was going to be the easiest thing in the world. And then, um, you know, you go on tour once, you know, uh, that's what you are living on. Right. 
you're living on a bottle of water in any venue that can give you as much as they can, you're like you're shoving it underneath every seat possible. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mad Max rules, you know, of life when you're on the road versus being at home. It's so true. Yeah, there's just that whole you know mentality of like being able to that guy kind of first world whatever you know <laughs> problems. <laughs> That goes by the way, so I was like, okay, yeah, we're almost like, you know, second world, third world on tour. Last one for you, man, and I appreciate all the time, and, and I just have to ask, even though it's been, I think it's been a couple months oh, yeah. now, 30th anniversary of Pretty Hate Machine just passing. Oh, crazy. Wow. Um, man, it made me feel old, for sure. Take, um, take but, me back to oh hearing that God, one. I, I, still, I, I remember hearing that, you know, that's, that's one of those things where, you know, ministry was kind of, you know, that, this new thing. I'm like, what's, it, what's industrial? I don't know what this thing is. And you're, you know, your uber cool friend that, like, knows everything about everything. is like, oh, they, they, like, bang on, on garbage cans and they make <laughs> music out of it. And I was like, this is the best stuff I've ever heard. And then Pretty Hate Machine, I was just literally, I think I was just talking about this um, recently. I didn't even know it was the 30th anniversary. But um, that was so revolutionary to my ears at the time um, with just like the emotion mixed with this, this, you know, this kind of, um, this underlying rage <laughs> was just so awesome. Uh, it, it touched very many, you know, things, you know, growing up, you know, that you could possibly think of in a, in a small town that thinks it's big, you know, kind of thing um, in Sacramento. But, uh, yeah, we clung to that so heavily, you know, the punk rockers and the metalheads, uh, skateboarding and, and whatever. It was like, it was just something for everybody in that record. So, yeah, crazy that it's been 30 yeah. years. The first, I remember my, my buddy growing up played me something I could never have. That was the first song he, he played for me. And I was like, when does it kick in? And he's like, it doesn't. I'm like, well, get to one of the heavier tunes. <laughs> I want something <laughs> right. with some some balls behind it. But in retrospect, it was kind of cool that it never did kick in, and that was kind of the whole trip about Manson. Like he could be heavy when he wanted to, and he could be soft when he wanted to. And sometimes being soft is heavy. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a there was definitely um, uh, underlying, you know, kind of a brutal feeling underneath that, you know, of, of you know that. I mean that you can almost picture in like black metal, you know, that whole, like, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be about a woman, it, but that whole like thing yeah. about being kind of alone and always being alone. Um, it's that, that kind of melodramatic thing that, uh, theme that, you know, uh, every metalhead, you know, feels and punk rocker feels, you know, so it, 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 it rung so, so much with everybody. And even, you know, because cause the way the album was laid out, you know, it went hard and then it kind of went funky and then it went to that place. And it was like, by that time, you were just like kind of ready for, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I think it was you just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for something kind of mellow. And then it's like those, the, like the most devastating song on the whole. <laughs> and, you know, like, like what you say, it's like, it's kind of brutal that way because it's so devastating. <laughs> Pulling on but, the heartstrings, yeah. and he's, he's the, the interesting thing about him is he's always kind of done that. Like you know, um, he's made he's made so many metalheads fans of his, and just by being him, mm -hmm. um, which is it's so inspiring. You know, to to any artist to be like, well, it doesn't always have to be. You know, you don't have to be um, 
you know, 100% King Diamond all the time. <laughs> you know, you can have your little, you know, ballad right here and still be King Diamond, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just a matter of how you, you just deliver it, I think, is, is, is the recipe. And it's, it's being true, I, I feel like, you know, to some degree, it's, we all go through these range of, of different emotions at all times. So why not, uh, you know, embrace it and bring it to your art? And share it with the audience. Last question. You got to yeah. pick a tune off of a Pretty Hate Machine to play on the radio tonight for us. Terrible lie, probably. <laughs> I would have to say terrible lie. That 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 chain made me like start to think of guitar so differently because of he had all these weird sounds. So I started playing with, you know, bit bit you know eight bit pedals and and whatever, like just making your guitar sound super weird and metallic and whatever. Um, yeah. So terrible lie with all those crazy cool synth sounds that I try to emulate on guitar. <laughs> That tune, he always plays that tune live. Always so much fun to sing along with. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's such an anthem. Yeah, and and it's weird because you don't know where he was coming from at the time, but he had so much of this. I don't don't know that that kind of like I said, like a kind of rebellious, you know, rage. And he's always been that way. So yeah, terrible lie all the way. Well, yeah. Cheers to happy thirtieth anniversary to that album, man. Yeah, right. Watching the Watchmen. Uh, no, I haven't yet. I'm so bad at watching TV. I never have the time for it, but I hear awesome things about that one. Yeah, it's really fun, and the music is, is 100% trend. Like, so, yeah, <sighs> it's, a, it's a treat on, on top of it. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time, and I look forward to the show. I'll probably be out there at the uh, Slide Bar in Fullerton. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I don't, I, I don't think we've ever played there before, so I'm looking really looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's a cool little club. The, uh, what, the guitarist from the band Lit owns it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So it's a cool little rock wow, and roll the, uh, o- OC bar. Yeah. What was that? That was the... Uh, my, own worst en- my Own Worst Enemy. Yep. Yep. Or those is guys. That, is, that, is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. That's cool. Yeah, man. So hopefully I'll, I'll bump into you out there at the uh, show. Yeah. Come up and say what's up. I will for sure, man. Thanks for the time. Cheers, man. Thank you. Later. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at KCALFM.com. Adios,